Welcome to the Narrow Way podcast with Mike and Royce, where we discuss modern conservative ideas, self-improvement, applied philosophy, faith, technology, and much more. Thank you for joining us today. Our topic of discussion, physical fitness, the moral implications, and other ideas. How are you doing, sir? Wonderful, wonderful. So, this idea kind of came to me in my sleep. Oh, sleep. It's a good place. Especially this time of year, we are always physical fitness, getting in shape is kind of on everybody's mind or many people's mind. Um, it's definitely if you spend a lot of time on the Internet, there's all sorts of stuff about getting in shape and the benefits of getting in shape. And, you know, from vanity to health to on and on and on, it's it's. It's really all over the internet and therefore all over all through everybody's minds and we're all told you need to be in shape you know and you know you got to be not just in shape you got to be in great shape if you want to be successful da 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 and i thought well okay aside from that is there a a moral reason to be at a certain physical level like do, or should i say do we have a duty especially as men to be in a certain level of physical condition um basically for those for other people for family for friends for um our work obviously that kind of depends on where we work and what what our work consists of, but do you think we have a duty to be, to achieve a certain level of physical fitness or do you think it is amoral? That is a good question. I think we have, I think it's part of our responsibility as men and especially if we have families because it's very hard in our day and time, I would say, for um, for someone to survive on one income, let alone the main income, if if that makes sense. Usually, usually, and it's not always the case, but usually the man has the main income, and if if the wife works, you know, usually it's a um, it's a compliment or, or extra, you know, it's not necessarily needed, uh, but it is, it definitely helps, you know, and, and that's changing more and more, I think every day, but so you start to get health problems or your body starts breaking down, especially if you haven't saved for the future, you start hitting, you know, 50 years old and you don't have a good retirement, then, you know, you're going to be working a good amount of time, well, you definitely have to be in physical condition in order to do that. And that takes a lot of, um, a lot of thought and planning in the future to, to know whether or not that's going to happen. Yeah. And, and none of us really do. I mean, look at 2008 and how the stock market crashed and, People lost their retirements, and it was just a bloodbath. No one saw that coming. And people are constantly saying it's coming again, and it's going to happen again, and things like that. And so if it does, then the case, then the reality is, is we might be working a lot longer than we expected to be working. And if we're not physically able to do that because we didn't think we would have to, then um, I think that's foolish on that end, and, and we we fail in our responsibility. Yeah. I mean, there's so many facets to this because obviously people get old and, you know, at some point everybody loses their, their abilities to a large degree physically. If we're talking about physical work, not, not everyone loses their mental cognition necessarily, but most people at some point, will be incapable of at least physical labor 
Now, obviously, there's ways to prolong that period or to push that out farther, but taking care of yourself, exercising. The other thing is, how do you define what's good shape? That's one I've struggled with because, you know, you, you spend enough time on researching and it's like, well, if you don't have a six-pack and you're not in peak physical condition, then you're out of shape. It's pretty tough to do without extensive dedication. Well, I've always thought that too is even when you go to like the doctor and, you know, they give you your, you know, uh, muscle to body count, you know, and tell you how out of shape you are and, and your what's normal weight for your age. And I've always thought, and maybe because I struggle with this. I mean, I'm open and honest. I do not. I'm definitely not in peak physical condition and haven't been there for a while. Um, I'm active and, and things like that. But but still, I definitely, it's something that I, I'm trying to get better at. I'm, I'm trying to improve. And it always seems like when you go to the doctor, it's like, who's really at that weight? Like that's normal. It's not even in shape. It's like this is this is normal, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, first off, most a majority of Americans are overweight or obese. Yes. So our frame of reference is really skewed from the get go. Yeah. So I wouldn't even categorize it as normal. It's like yeah. this should be called healthy, right? Right. And this is this is normal or something. But either way, because 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 the reality too is is. Um, it's really hard to lose weight if you're surrounded by people that weigh more than you do. Sure. And, and you're, you know, people that you often see and know and things like that there, you're, you're looking at yourself, you're like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not bad compared to so-and-so, you know? Mm -hmm. And well, that goes for everything that goes for money. That goes for quality relationships. If yours is better than everyone else around you, you, you think you've won. Yeah, I, I yeah I, absolutely, and 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 I think this is an area too where, um, you really have to find out what's healthy, uh, especially for you and your activity level, and and things of that nature, and honestly, look into your future and say, well, okay, how long do I want to live? Because your choices now determine that future. And if you're saying, okay, well, if I, if I don't, I don't think I'm going to live much past 60 or 70 or whatever, whatever your, your number is, then you can kind of look at that and be a little more loose with that. But if you're like, I want to live as long as I possibly can, well, then you better try to keep yourself at peak physical condition, you know, in order to do that. Yeah, I mean, there's strategies for each outcome that you want to define. There's strat if you want to be yoked muscle man today, you know, in your earlier years, say prior to fifty, you know, you can take androgynous hormones. You can do all sorts of stuff. You have to still work out ex- extensively on top of that, but you can get pretty jacked up. Mm-hmm. But then you pay a price for that later on in life, taking those substances or you can, the most proven way to extend actual lifespan is to, is caloric restriction. So you can go the opposite way and say, okay, I'm going to be unhealthily deprive myself so I can live longer. Well, that's not a great strategy either. You know, and where do you draw that line? And, you know, and you can be skinny and out of shape still. That's true, too. You can be overweight and in relatively good physical shape if you exercise enough. You know, and that's going to, the exercise really, from my understanding, being playing a large role in cardiovascular health and lifespan. But, and I think the extremes are kind of obvious, right? Sure. To everybody. It's like, okay, if you're grossly obese, yeah, you definitely need to get in shape. It's your duty to your family, those around you, um, to 
live at least a decent life and, you know, get in reasonable shape. Well, yeah, and that's something that too, if, and I don't think anybody listening would would be this, but I saw a, a YouTube clip or something on on this, you know, it got, it was popular for a while, you know, my, my 600 pound life, you know, my, Mm -hmm. my 600 pound weight loss journey. And like a lot of these extremely obese people, uh, and watching them, how they live and how they became that way and things like that. And then all of a sudden it went black and white and says, died at 37, died at 42, died at this age. So you understand that if you're grossly obese, you're not going to last long. It's not that there's not many exceptions to that. Uh, It's, it's where you're headed. And so that's something that needs to change or else you're going to wind up. Your kids are going to wind up without a parent because of that. And it's a serious concern and, and we're not professionals. We always say that in the beginning, we're not, we're not professionals, but this is I'm I'm yeah really digging for the morality of this more yes. than anything. How you get to physical shape, how you determine what that is for you, you know, we can't say. We have no idea. Everyone's different, but I you know I'm not afraid of hard work. I don't think any any anybody should be, nor be afraid to put in some physical work deprive, you know, self-deprivation to a degree. But it's like, is there a level, you know, that we, should we be ready for physical combat? Mm. Should we be ready for um, helping the little old lady across the street? (laughs) You know, that kind of thing. Like, what? What is that level? Yeah. Where do you, where can weight restrict you from being able to do everything you feel like you should do and need to do? You know, I guess that's, that's pretty much the answer. If you are at a point where you don't find your physical state to be a hindrance to your day-to-day activities, the day-to-day activities of your family, your church, you know, your work, then I guess you could define that as a sufficiently sufficiently in shape. Yeah, and and I would put that at the base, you know. Yeah. Because you want to be able to not just achieve, but you want to you know, go past that. You want to be able to overachieve. Uh, you never want something to restrict progress or restrict um, being able to Im- improve. And, and I think that we just naturally, as, as, as people, look at, well, I can fulfill the minimum, so I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think that's how it should be. I think, I think we should always make sure that in the areas we can control, we should try to leave some room, leave a good amount of room for growth. And so if you're struggling from just doing the minimum or, or maybe you're just able to do the minimum, well, then that's probably another sign. Well, you need to give that some more attention. It, to me, fin- fiscal responsibility kind of mirrors what we're talking about pretty well. It's like planning for retirement. You know, you, you save up money throughout your years to be in a good state, you know, when you're old. That's kind of the idea of saving for retirement, whether you actually retire from work or not, but just building a nest egg that compounds. So when you're old, you'll have money. So when you can't work. So when you can't work, maybe due to health reasons or whatnot that you're taken care of. And I, I kind of liken it to that because it's all about decisions you make or a lot of it is about decisions you make early on in life. And the earlier you make them, typically the more benefits they pay off later on down the road. You know, if you are in good shape in your twenties, 
even if you go off the rails in your 30s, you're going to be in a better position in your 40s than you were had you been in bad shape in your 20s, bad shape in your 30s, and then your 40s. That Those bad decisions compound just like the good decisions do, right? Yeah, and it's been explained to me too is, is that your health is always deteriorating. And that's it's kind of a dark way to see it, but that's the reality of it is the more cholesterol you have, the more clogged your arteries are getting. There's no like magic potion to unclog your arteries. It's it's just happening as you're making those bad decisions. Mm-hmm. And you can't get that back. And and so like every part of our body whatever the whatever you know disease or whatever thing that we're headed towards that is a result of our physical uh, choices is either the speed is increased or decreased by our daily decisions yeah. and and that's what you have to to really wrestle with and and try to understand because um, I don't know about you, you know, you want to be able to be there for future events. And it's kind of sad just thinking like I might not be there for this because of my lack of discipline, the way I eat or the way I don't work out or the way that I enjoy sitting on the couch. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you can always get in better shape regardless of your age. Like, and there's benefits to it. It's not like you've lost, you get to a certain point and all hope's lost. Like sure. You can still make improvements that will pay off, kind of like money as well. Like you can be broke at 50 years old and still make enough money in your 50s to live comfortably. It's not the best scenario, but it can work. Just like you can be out of shape, get in shape at 45, stay in shape. You know, it's going to take more effort, more work claw back up out of that canyon but once you get there you can stay there like you can change that metric and still enjoy a lot of the benefits that come with it but you can't and you you know it's it's not going to be like it was had you been in shape the whole time but you know you can still make that change and see benefits from it yeah see benefits as well as um Uh, it's like you said, it's all, it's all down to quality of life. Just like with the money thing. Like if you say from your twenties, you're going to be over a millionaire by the time you're retired. And even even if you put in relatively minimal. Yes. And and, and as long as you start young and early and that compounds and goes, I mean, you're going to be, you're not going to have to think about money. Right. uh, Once you're retired because you have plenty. And like you said, it's still sustainable and you're still able to probably save up a couple hundred thousand dollars in that last 10 years. And it's not going to compound as much, but it'll get to the point where it's like, I'll survive. Like I'm going to be able to survive. I'll still have to watch my, what I spend just kind of like I do now. I'm still going to have to cut back on a lot of things, but I'll still be able to be there, be, you know, survive and, and live, you know, and, and an okay quality of life too. Well, it's going to take far more effort to get to the same level that you could have compounded your way to. Now you're going to have to work for every dollar versus compound your way, you you know, with the minimal effort model, which I think that might be a little bit where it breaks down with health, Mm -hmm. because I think there's a limit to what you can do once all the damage has been done uh, as you've left it for 20 years, because, um, that's where I think, uh, that analogy breaks down a little bit because it's, you just, and everyone's different though. That's the other thing. And, and medical advancement as well in the amount of time that those things happen. And I mean, all of that could cha- things could change, you know, uh, as far as that goes, people are living a lot longer today than they lived However many years ago, because we're getting better and better at surgeries, we're getting better and better at saving people. And, you know, as opposed to just dying of old age and, and not being able to survive surgeries, that's still present, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, definitely like surgeries in your 50s that would have in the past wouldn't have been successful now are having higher percentages. So, you know, it's we don't know what the future is going to hold in that aspect. And so 
that's why it's such a important thing of what decisions we make on the day to day with that. So where does where does morality come into play here? So if we'll go first with uh, we talked already a little bit about family, you know. You want to be there for your kids' weddings or your nieces and nephews' weddings or whatever future events that are part of families, you know, and you want to be able to be in, you know, in a way enough shape and in good health that it's not the foreseeable future that you're going to die because of your own decisions. That's very important, you know, and we talked about how... But is that your moral obligation to be at your child's wedding? I mean, is this a separate issue? Is this based upon just how you want to live your life? Or is there uh, a good-bad? That's a good question. I mean, you could ask the same question about fiscal responsibility, too. Yeah. But is fiscal responsibility a, a moral obligation or not? And does it? Is it different for men versus women? Yeah. That's another Is it your too. responsibility to your partner to stay in good enough shape to be attractive mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever, however you define that? Sure. You know, we all get older and we get grayer and we get fatter typically. But like, is there a line there where it's like, okay, if I'm in a relation, long-term relationship, do I have a, an obligation to, one, stay in good enough shape to provide if I'm, uh, you know, the man in the relationship and two for both parties, you know, is there, and this is obviously very controversial sure. in light of recent, you know, activism activities, but you know, just like, Hey, do I have a duty to stay in reasonably attractive physically to my partner? If I'm going to, if we committed for life, if we're married can I just let myself go or, or is that wrong? And is it reciprocal too? So if he's trying to get in shape or if she's trying to get in shape, then I should probably be trying to do the same, you know? Well, the ironic thing about that is, and I can't quote the, the, the data off the top of my head, but there is, very high correlation between one person in a relationship getting in in good, better physical shape and the other person also. It's almost, uh, it's very uncommon that only one person, like if you have two people in a relationship, they're both, say, grossly obese. Very uncommonly does one get in shape or lose a bunch of weight and the other one doesn't. Yeah, that's very uncommon. Yeah, I think there there is, I think morality does touch it, um, and I think it's important, you know, because my thinking always goes back to what the Bible says on that for me, and there's an interesting verse um, that talks about physical exercise, and a lot of the times it's it's taken out of context, and we don't we don't really. Uh, read it right. It's First Timothy four eight, and it says bodily exercise profiteth little. And and the and the reason it's talking about that is we focus on that part. Many of us have probably heard that part, but we neglect the next part that says but. So it's a compare and contrast here. It says but godliness profiteth prof, is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. So so here, it's like a compare and contrast of, okay, we see that as profiteth little is a negative thing, meaning it's not... Worth your time. Yeah, it's not worth your time. But that's not really what he's saying. He's saying, here's what you need to understand. Physical exercise helps you immensely in this life. Mm-hmm. And in 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 the things that you do in this life, it helps with that. 
but godliness is so much greater. And so the only reason bodily exercise here is kind of diminished in this is because it's being compared to godliness or being compared to doing that which you think God would want you to do. So doing good, we could just say that. Yeah. And and so the idea there is that not only does doing good benefit you in this life, if you're honest to people, they're going to most likely be honest back. If they're not honest back and you keep being honest to them, eventually they're going to start being honest back. If you're, you know, a, a good person to your neighbor and you're helping them constantly, then there's going to be these good things that come back your way as a result of what you're doing. And so here it's explaining that this godliness or this goodness is unto all things, not just the things that are on this earth, but the things in the future and things in the next life. And and so talking about how it is so much better than just physical. However, it's not saying that physical is not important. It's, it's being very clear that. And that's where we can kind of mess up sometimes when we're reading the Bible. We'll, we'll, we'll see it as, oh, God doesn't value this much, this thing as much, so I can just let it go. It's like, no, that's not what it's saying. It's, you know, it's showing you the better, better way to go. And so as a result of that, the fact that it's mentioned here with value on it, because it specifically says profitable, God's putting value on it. And even though it's a of little value in comparison to some other thing, it still has value. And so that would naturally make me think that, well, then that means it's right to do. And there's another verse in Scripture that says, He that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. And so all of a sudden now, okay, well, this is a good thing that I should be doing. I'm not doing it, so it's wrong. Well, there's other Scripture too, I think, and I want to see in... Romans or Hebrews, what know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. which is in you. And we use that as you should, it's typically applied as use, you should abstain from use of certain sure. things, but really it, it can apply to, you need to take care of, it's essentially you need to take care of your body. Yeah, because the idea there is, is that your body People, when they hear you're a Christian, are going to naturally associate you with God. And mm-hmm. so if you have the Spirit living in you, whatever your physical body is showing through your actions is now a repu- reputation of God, and, yeah. and you're part of that reputation. And so if you're you know, really obese, then that's what you're a representation of God to. If you're you know, using foul language all over the place, that's what a representation you are to other people of God as well. And so uh, it's it's a exhortation to say, hey, be careful because it doesn't just affect you. This isn't just about you. It's how you are perceived by others as well. Which does go back to the, you know... The moral obligation. Yeah, the moral obligation and the 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 need to make sure that you're in that good enough shape for that then primarily as a um as an example or as a an ambassador of someone can inspire aspire to yeah right sure like and it's also there's plenty of literature that correlates physical health with with mental health too I mean, that's undeniable at this point. Like if you take care of your body, you will, that in turn will affect your, your cognition. It will affect your mind. It will affect how well you think and and vice versa. But the, the correlation between how well you take care of your physical body, because your brain is a part of your physical body, that will greatly affect how you know, you're able to think, how you're able to reason, how you're able to, how valuable you will be as an, uh, you know, an intellectual, non-physical part of society. Yeah, and I remember too, like we, we talked a little bit about the work. Uh, I remember having to sign a piece of paper saying that I believe myself to be physically able 
talking about the bus to be able to go from the passenger seat out the back emergency exit because there is a minimum of what you have to be able to do there. So this is as a school bus, driver. as a school bus driver. Yes. And so, so for me, I'm signing something and saying, I can do this. So my, my integrity too is included in that. And I think when most people sign on to do a, any job that requires any kind of physicality, they're, they're required to sign something that says that I'm capable of doing this job. Yeah. And, um, and so that, that gives us also a moral obligation, especially when it comes to work. And again, here I would make sure that I didn't do the minimum. I would make sure that I can't just like wiggle and roll over out of the seat and barely make it to the back of the butt, you know, but that I have to understand, okay, children's lives are going to be in my hands if I'm a school bus driver or, or if you're a regular bus driver, you know, people's lives, whatever the case is, see what your role is as a, you know, as being employed to this company and make sure that you can exceed those expectations. Um, because, you know, I can't even imagine if it, if it happened to where because of my, uh, my lack of physical capability, people were to, something were to happen to people that I was driving as a result of my, my lack of physical ability that just, that'll ruin you, man. And to be clear, we're not talking about disability. Yes. Like if you're disabled, that's outside, largely outside of your control. Now, people will say being overweight is being disabled. That's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, we don't. I don't agree with. Don't that. agree with that. But if you have a physical disability and you can't do certain things, I would never say that that is in any way a, a moral shortcoming or any kind of a shortcoming. That's just life being yeah. life. Yeah, and and I would also say when you are capable of doing things that way it, it can encourage people so much more. Oh, well, it can you, encourage you. Yeah. And you, and just being like, wow, I, I've been, you know, I, I've been given something that makes it harder for me than it does for other people and still being able to accomplish things other people can do. That's just, that's awesome, man. I love, I love stories like that. Reading about stuff like that. It's just, it's amazing. So we never really answered. Do you think it's your moral obligation to stay in a certain at a certain level of physical shape in a relationship? Yeah, going back to the relationship, I would say that's a decision the couples kind of make together. Mm-hmm. Um, there comes a point where, I mean, neither one of you are going to sit down and be like, "All right, let's get fat." You know, I don't <laughs> think that's there's. That's I'm sure happen. they're out there. There, I'm maybe, but I'm just saying, most likely, that's not the what's going on but you might go through periods of your life where high stress high difficulty working out is the last thing that's on your mind and and there has to be some understanding there um uh, but at the same time i think it always should be in the back of our minds that we want to be the best we can be for because again biblically we're supposed to be willing to do everything for that person that we would want them to do for us. And so if both are trying to be everything to that other person that they would want them to be to them, you know, if given the choice people want, you know, somebody that is trying, you know, to keep themselves in a good physical condition that is being healthy, that is, that is able to have that kind of discipline and not just themselves, but help each other do that. That's a, yeah. that's an amazing benefit of of doing things together and that'll help grow you together because if you're from if you're the person that you're seeing somebody else lose a lot of weight you have no idea what they're going through to get to that point unless you're trying to go through it yourself with them and then all of a sudden there's a respect that's built there there's a there's a motivation and um and it can really be beneficial to a, a relationship now it can also harm one <laughs> Because when somebody has to go on a diet, sometimes people aren't 
as patient or as kind or as loving because I want to eat food and I want to eat it now. Get away from me. You know, that that is yeah. also the case. So so it's learning to find that balance, but but making sure that there's that under mutual understanding of uh of trying to be healthy, trying to to be the best shape that I can be in this moment that we're living, in this this life, you know, in this time period. I think our perception of health is is so jacked up too from mm. popular culture media you know we see we're constantly inundated whether it's instagram or facebook or whatever you know, pick your poison of if you if healthy equals you know model level zero body fat zero body fat <laughs> physical fitness yeah and if you're not that you're not a good partner you're not worthy, you know, yeah. and I think that that skewing causes people because that takes so much work to get to those levels. Like I've, I've known people that are at that level, and it's like they're in their their diet is dialed down to a science. You know, there's no room for just freedom of life usually, and and I don't have anything against those people if that's something you want to aspire to and you want to attain, but it's going to take and a disproportionate amount of effort to yep. get there and time. And like I said, if that's you are working on something else and you have other things going on in your life, more than likely you're not going to have the time, you know, and the effort that that it's going to take is going to detract from other areas of your life. So I would, you know, just say to a partner or somebody, you have to look like this or, you know, anything less is, is bad. I, I think that's quite unreasonable, but I think people, because we see that so much mm. as the epitome or as the, you know, this is what I'm, this is what being in shape means. It's looking like this guy on the cover of men's health. And then it's just like, well, I, I can't afford the time or effort to, to look like that. So I'm just not even going to try. Yeah, real real expectations and versus real real goals. That's yeah. that's I think is something that's very important too. And again, I'm not opposed to putting an effort for things, but you do there's trade offs in everything that we do. And you most of the trade offs or most of the benefits are in the in the the first part of the effort, right? So if you lose if you are a hundred pounds overweight and you lose fifty pounds you're going to see far more benefit losing those 50 pounds than you are the next 50 pounds. Mm -hmm. It's diminishing return, yep. like in a lot of similar aspects in life. The The first bite's the hardest bite, but it also pays the biggest benefit, right? So you don't have to look like the guy on the cover of Men's Health. Just lose 20 pounds, you know? If you can, okay, I can put in the effort to make this one change that's going to make everything better. It's not going to make everything perfect, but it's going to make me feel better. It's going to make, you know, me able to open the emergency exit, you know, take me from a place where I can't open the emergency exit to now, okay, I can. I can be on an airplane. I can drive a bus. I can, you know, I can work longer than normal to accomplish a different goal work a job that maybe before you never saw yourself as a capable of exactly and it's it's like okay let's get to that point you know i think that is really in a reasonable world where the people should be shooting for you know it's like take your goal cut it in half mm -hmm. go for that yeah and and at least start there because that's yeah. a, that's so important too because starting is the hardest part a lot of the times and then make sure you have plenty of motivations that you've thought through because every motivation can fall out. And so there needs to be multiple motivations to doing what you're doing. Not everybody is capable of having one motivation and just sticking to it and go, but instead think through a lot of things and see the positives in all those things. And that can motivate you so much more. Pick something attainable, yeah. right? 
the, that's the only way to, the famous saying, you got to eat an elephant one bite at a time. Mm-hmm. You pick something, you, you lower your expectations to a point where you know you can achieve them. You've achieved them and then you reevaluate. Definitely. You know, don't say I'm going to, I'm going to lose a hundred pounds. I'm going to get a six pack this year. Okay. Probably not going to happen. Yeah. Could it in theory? Yeah. Sure. But it's not going to happen because of your life. And yep. all the change, the drastic changes that are required, you know, for that. But if you, okay, I'm going to lower my sights. I'm going to lose 10 pounds this year. That's reasonable, attainable inside the, the confines of your unique situation. And then once you get to that point, you look and say, okay, I made progress. Now what? Definitely. And, and, and it's not too... There's also people that struggle with staying at a healthy weight. And and that's something that we need to understand that less of people struggle with that, sure. But that's the truth as well, is that you need to focus to a major component needs to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Because and like you said, I'm gonna lose I'm gonna get a six pack. Well, that's probably not healthy. If you weigh three hundred pounds and you're trying to get a six pack in one year, you're probably going to kill yourself. I mean, that's definitely not healthy, you know? And, and so you have to, you have to make sure that what you're doing is like you said, attainable, but also, um, something that will improve your health and will improve your quality of life. Because how awful would it be if you did all went through all this work and it did nothing but make your health worse? because you get injured or because you do it too much or do something too hard. And, and then all of a sudden now you're worse off than you were in the beginning. So or you have a, you get to the point and it was so hard and then you have a rebound effect yep. and you go all the way back and you lose yep. all that progress. It is. It's a reality. It's like and everybody's situation is unique and yes. however, you know, everybody's attitude, how everybody executes goals like that is unique. And sometimes an aspirational goal is, is good. But when you actually go to execute something, you, you really have to be honest with yourself. And be like, okay, this is what's reasonable. This is what I can do without detracting from, you know, other areas of my life. Without detracting, without detra- you know, even though maybe getting in shape will benefit my, my work. If I try to get in shape too fast, now it's going to detract from my work. I've, I've been on both sides of that coin personally. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm trying to diet so hard that I don't have enough energy to, to, to do this work. Yeah. You know, because I'm just trying to, I'm trying to cut it, cut it, cut it so much, you know, that, and now I can barely get out of bed. And then on the other hand, being too overweight to where it's hard to get around or mm-hmm. hard to, I've had some physical jobs where you've had to do a lot of climbing and, you know, and being out of shape definitely affects that, but you got to play the long game. Yeah. You got to play the long game, but yeah, I think there is definitely a moral component to it and it's, it's not a popular issue to talk about because people get sensitive about it. People feel guilty about it. And I don't think anybody should feel guilty where they're at. If, if anything, the complacency with where you're at is the problem. You know, I don't think it's the, the state of being is not the problem. It's the desire and the, the, the progress that really plays, plays that role. Like I am working at, in this direction. Yeah. There's no, it's not even, it's not even in the plan to improve yourself, to yeah. improve your physical condition. And and that's that's true in a lot of things, but especially I think in, in your physical uh, state because, because I'm not dying tomorrow, it can lose its sense of urgency. Sure. And that's and that's something where I think a lot of people struggle. Uh, because there's and I think that's also why sometimes doctors will use the extreme case with most people because some people won't change unless they're scared changed, you know, because scared, 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 scared off of the straight and narrow. Huh? Yeah. And that's, and that's, uh, 
that's the reality of it. Cause we, we tend to like to be last minute people or I'll deal with that in the future instead of dealing with it now. But the more, the more places in our lives that we start to improve now and we start to change now and we start to focus on now, it, it's like, like you said, just like the retirement, it, it compounds over time and it just gets better and better and it gets easier and easier and it makes, makes life changes because life changes without our permission. <laughs> and when those life changes happen, if there's a lot of things that you have in order already, then that makes those life changes easier as opposed to, oh, great. Now, now I've got all these problems and now this is happening. How am I even going to make it? And you tack inflation, a.k.a. getting older onto that. Yeah. And it slowly robs every little thing. It does. It can, it's the reality of it. So, yeah, so I, I think there's, there is a moral obligation, but I think it's unique to every person too. You yeah. know, their, their weight, their size, their, you know, genetics, a lot of those things play a role. But I think the main thing that we can kind of take away from this, this session is, is really don't ignore it and make sure, especially if you're a partner, keep there. There, because no one's ever going to tell you I'm not going to love you because you're you're overweight. There's a few. Okay, yeah, there, there <laughs> might be. They, it might get to that point, but by that time, you're in a rough. There's one other, other, yeah, other there's issues. There's a lot of other issues, yeah. but 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 just know that there should be this understand or understood mutual kind of commitment to one another. To I'm going to try and be my best for you, and and that might not always be you know, perfect, but it's going to be my best. You're not going to be swimsuit model. You're not going to be magazine cover shape. No No one's expecting that. No, but, but to keep it in mind as a goal and as, and as a desire and, and then also the health aspect of it as well to make sure that I need to be healthy so that I can fulfill all the responsibilities I have and, and make sure that I, I'm, I'm on the path to get healthy. I'm trying to get there. So, Putting in some effort. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts on on this? I was trying to think on. It's interesting that in uh, how how much societies have changed. Yeah. Because in the past, you know, especially in like biblical times and things like that, but even dark ages, it was seen as a a luxury to be fat because, right. because back then if you're just lazy, you're probably not going to survive, you know, because it was so hard to live. And so people that were larger were seen as rich, respected people of power and, and how that is kind of the opposite today. It's like, thank you processed food. Yeah. Thank you. Processed food. Now, thank you. Modern cheap, agriculture. Cheap it is. Yeah. To, to eat now bad and so it's easier to eat bad than it is to eat healthy yeah and that's a that's a that's a real problem you know that that is in and and some people you know like you said it doesn't give us an excuse or an out you can't say well it's too expensive to live healthy or eat healthy so i'm not going to do it no like like we already said like Roy said a major way that you can improve your health is less caloric intake and so I'm sorry, it's still cheaper to eat less than, than anything <laughs> every else. Every time. Every time. So that's not, that doesn't get you out of it. Yeah. And this is, I mean, everyone, most people, if you've been alive for more than 10 minutes, have a, a general idea of how to get in better shape. Yeah. Maybe not how to get model shape. Sure. But how to get in better shape. Like it's not rocket science, right? You eat less, you eat better quality food, you exercise, like Anybody can tell you that I'm not, don't have any special qualifications in that department, but that's just kind of special pill that we take. It's kind (laughs) of common sense here, right? It's, it's really just a matter of doing it and discipline sticking to it, you know, and that's, that's something too, that I think goes unnoticed sometimes is that when somebody sees somebody that's bigger, there's automatically this, and, and whether it's right or wrong, but there's always automatically this, they got some things they need to work on, you know, because it's, it's evident it's showing itself, you know? And like I said, I'm not a small person for my size and, and I'm aware of this and I, 
I'm working on it and want to get better at it. But, but it's a reality is, okay, that affects how people perceive you. And I don't care what society wants to say and what they don't see or what they see it. It's real. And so it affects your, you know, interactions with other people. It affects everything. And so, you know, the, the good definitely. Not to mention it makes your quality of life better. I mean, even if you look at it strictly from a selfish view, yeah, (laughs) like it getting in better shape is, uh, is, will make your life better selfishly even if you affect no one else in that so so true it will my rate of benefits it just takes some effort but lower the ex lower the goal lower the the horizon a little bit definitely walking is such a good good thing to do and and it takes time you know but listen to our podcast go walk for an hour yeah there you go (laughs) But really, get get something that you enjoy doing so that you're not just walking. That is, you know, something that I love to do is walk and call people. You know, call people, friends that I haven't talked to or or relatives or whatever, and just talk with them while you're walking. Because then you feel like not only am I helping myself, but I'm also interacting with other people or, or doing something that's uh, beneficial and growing my intelligence and things like that, that... that it's like a double effect and it, and cause sometimes it can seem like there's so little progress. And so it helps when there's, you can do both of those things. I love walking. Yeah. Hiking, mm. walking out in nature. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe look at a different job. Sure. You know, if you're sitting at a desk all day, I tell you what, if working, the more physical job you work, the harder it is to get overweight. Yeah. Well, I was in the I've been in the best shape of my life when I worked very physical jobs every day. Hmm. I mean, and I wasn't even working out most of the time. I would work out. There were times when I was working out after that. But even when you're not working out, just all that extra movement that you have during the day you know, and obviously not everybody can work a, a late manual job, but if you can, it's, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. And those are the jobs that probably won't be available to you later. Yeah. And a lot it's of times they pay well. Yep. Usually. So, all right, we can wrap this up. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yep. See you next time. See ya.